In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, listeners, what's up? Jeff Zimfer. You know where you're at. You're at the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I still don't have my soundboard yet, so hopefully the audio is coming through clear enough for you to understand. Let me get right to it. Things sure are changing fast in the mortgage and real estate market, aren't they? Right? Rates are up, price reductions are happening, and buyers are taking a timeout. Here's the truth, right? You know that we don't have control over what happens or what goes on or what the market does, but the one thing we do have control over is how we choose to respond. It's our choices that determine our outcomes. So I've been asking a lot of loan officers that I'm talking to across the country, how are you responding? Are you preparing for a more challenging market ahead? Not the, just the challenge of low inventory, but couple that with the challenge of reduced affordability, right? If you're going to survive, not just thrive through this market, you've got to be prepared, right? And one way to get prepared is to align yourself with the right partners that can keep you in the game of a steady flow of opportunities and referrals. What am I talking about here, right? I'm talking about becoming known in your local area amongst your real estate agents as an educator. It is no longer enough to show up with great products, great service, right? I've, you've, we've talked about that before. We need to change the conversation. Most of what you want, you listening right now, I talk to you, I interview you, you want more agent referrals. It's what you want, but you struggle to get agents to respond. Your sales pitch falls flat and offers little tangible value. Therefore, I'm excited to show you a better way. You've heard about it by now. My agent classes, part of the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership, helps you break through the noise, deliver tangible value, and attract agents to send you referrals with no chasing or no cold calling. Here's a recent win from our member, Glenda White. She posted our private Facebook group. I love Asian class today. She taught the class how to get more listings in a low inventory market. 15 agents showed up. One quote, veteran agent. They just closed his very first buyer. She set five appointments, a golf appointment with a prospective buyer, which happens to be the head of a HR company, a local HR company. Three referrals from agents in that class before she walked out. What she hears from these classes on Tuesdays is, I have a buyer I need you to connect with. 
Folks, if you want more agent referrals and less, less time with less struggle, less chasing and more attracting, do yourself a favor, go to mortgagemarketing.pro, watch the brief video I put up. If it's for you, take the next step. If not, no worries. I look forward to continuing to provide these valuable podcast episodes for you. So with that said, I want to talk about my special guest this week. Thrilled to have her on. Melissa Manadas is a mortgage professional in the Phoenix, Arizona area, and she has been on a just a quantum leap, a fast pace of momentum in her business. And what I love about the conversation we have is we get into how she structures her business, what she does on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. In 2021, she closed over 160 units. Of course, the bulk of her business is agent referrals, relationships, past database. You're going to hear um, the strategies she implements in the field to be able to continually grow her business year after year after year for the last six years with no end in sight. The title of this episode, of course, is How to Build Unstoppable Momentum in Your Business. And Melissa is a great example in building that unstoppable momentum. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) Glad to be here. It is, I'm glad to have you. It's a pleasure and an honor. Also, thank you so much for, like, I forget how much how times people come on my radar, but the thing that stands out for me was, I think you put my book in one of your stories. I did. Yeah, and I didn't, I really didn't connect the dots and I didn't know who you were prior to that. And then I started connecting the dots. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, you're a top 1% mortgage originator in the country. So I, I wanted to learn more. So before we unpack that for the listeners, brief background, how long have you been in the biz? Where do you work? And then units volume. Perfect. Awesome. So I've been in the business since 2003, which is, I read your book uh-huh. um, and you've been in the business since 2003. So awesome. Um, I've been in it for a long time. I got in when I was 23 years old. I moved from Northern California to Arizona, yep. got a job uh, as a receptionist at a mortgage company. And within six months, my boss came to me and said, do you want to be a loan officer? And I said, I know nothing about loans. There's no way in heck I could be a loan officer at 23 years old. He gave me a piece of paper. It had a script, gave me a list of leads to call. And my first paycheck, I was like, holy cow, (laughs) I am quitting college. Um, Was originally going to be an accountant because I love numbers. Um, And that just kind of went out the window. And after six months, I was hooked and I've been doing loans ever since then. I was always on a team. I was always fearful of going out on my own. Didn't think I could even have a team. It wasn't even a goal of mine. It just kind of happened. Um, funny story though, when the market crashed, no way, I dived into real estate. So I did real estate for four years oh. from 2008 to 2012, I joined the real estate team. Um, and then in 2012, I met Todd Bookspan, <laughs> interviewed with him to do some business together, me as the agent, him as the lender. And then he was looking for a bilingual loan officer. And I went, got my license and joined his team. And I was there for about five years till 2017. And then November of 2017, I finally um, just took the plunge and I went all in and went on my own. I joined Guild Mortgage, who I'm still with. And I've been here for about four and a half years. Um, And I now have a team. Who would have ever thought? (laughs) Um, So yeah, so I've got a team of four, including me. 
Wow. Okay. And so who are they? Identify their roles. So, uh, so I've got Brendan, uh, Brendan McKiernan is my pre-approval manager. So he makes sure to review all the financials, make sure to cross his T's, dot his I's and that we're good to go. Uh, the loan's not going to fall through. So that's Brendan. And I've got, uh, we call her KK. Her name's Kyrene. She is my admin. She's in charge of all the emails, financials, uh, making sure that I stick to my calendar. And um, she handles a lot of our campaigns, which I'll talk a little bit more about that. And then um, I actually have my husband on my team. He is my other loan partner. He's kind of like another me. Um, He was in real estate and last year he joined our team. No longer does real estate. Now he's just, um, just another me basically. Okay. And that's everybody, right? Yes. Yes. And yeah, of course we've got like our branch admin, Gina, she's amazing. And she helps with a lot of other stuff. That's your your core team. So does your husband originate then? I'm sorry. Does your husband originate? He does. He is a licensed originator. So is Brendan McKiernan. So we're all licensed um, other than my admin KK. All right. All right. So let's uh, briefly get to the numbers then. The 2021, what did you close out at? I closed 162 units. Sweet. Good job. Yep. Congratulations. It's funny how it comes around full circle. Now you have your own team. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it, yeah, it's crazy. Like my first year, I closed like 65 units. I came over thinking, if I, I just want to close a few loans a month. That's it. Not really thinking big, right? You've been growing ever since though. Like you're at yep. and Baker team then yep. you, you, and then you left there, but you kept growing every year. You've not had a reversal year or a down year. You've kept adding on units. Yeah. So yeah. year, let me highlight that as well. You've not had a flat year because a lot of people do that too. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just been increasing since I joined the end of 2017. All right. I'm going to be, I'm just, it's, it's Friday. So it's just, don't take it Friday or I don't know. I'm trying to come up with something. No fluff Friday. How much? And so you know, you know where I'm coming from and my questions are all respect, but how much growth do you attribute to the market versus your marketing? Versus my marketing. Um, you know what I mean? I would say the market. Well, so obviously the last couple of years, as lenders, we did a ton of refis, right? Yeah, yeah. And I know it's not a fair question. And by the way, none of this has been prepped. And, <laughs> and maybe I didn't present it the, the right way with context. Um, but what I'm thinking about is this. Let me give you a little bit more. What I'm thinking is, so a lot of LOs struggle with how do I grow? How do I add another 20, 30? How do I double my right. business? Yep. That's along the lines. Because yes, the market can can fuel us and will get us this wind right. at our backs. Yep. I, I know you well enough, even the little I know you, that you didn't rely on that. You were intentional about growth. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. As I as I've been in growth mode, I just keep adding someone to my team, right? And so obviously, you know, I started out closing 65 units my first year, then 120 in 2019, about 123 units. Um, and then 2020 COVID hit. I didn't really get into the refi stuff until mid 2020. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I closed 163 units. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year, 183. Okay. Yeah. And the balance of refi to purchase on that roughly? I know it's probably a little heavy refi, but. 
Uh, I was sick. I was, I was 59.9 purchase and then, um, 40, like 40 and change 40. It was like 60, 40 There's more some... heavier on the purchase business. Hey, you don't, yeah. love, you don't love numbers, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I love numbers. <laughs> 59 point <laughs> nine, four, nine. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, I was definitely more purchase heavy. And obviously now that's my focus is purchases. <laughs> <funny>. Yep. <laughs> it's just the opposite of like a, I, it's 60, man. That's what I would say. Um, 60, 40. Right. Uh, no, that's great. That's good, healthy balance. Okay. What is your primary source of business? Uh, realtors. Realtors are my number one source of business. Um, you know, I've got a good, I would say five realtors that have really stuck with me since I started uh, back about four and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, you know, a lot of them are onesie twosies, right? They don't do a ton of business. Maybe they use, you know, a couple, two or three different lenders. Um, but believe it or not, it's, you know, you get a lot of those onesie twosies. Yeah. And then, I mean, I would say now, like, as far as like eight agents, um, I've probably got about nine. So not a ton. Not a, not a ton of A agents. Um, and then the rest are Bs. And then obviously the Cs are the onesie twosies. But and, my main source is realtors. Okay. So the onesie twosie thing isn't surprising, um, especially for those that are podcast listeners and they just listened to um, two episodes ago where I had Derek Polder on, who's also yep. in Arizona. You know, Derek? He's one of the core coaches. Yeah, I'm in the core as well. Is he your coach? He is not my coach. I have not been coached by Derek as of yet. I've been in the court for a couple going um, on two and a half years now. Okay, cool. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really I mean, can't say enough about that. But yeah. anyway, what I was going to say was he also spoke to the fact of most of his deals of the 170, whatever, he, he can track that those were all onesie twosie agents. Yeah. Like the idea of yeah. you're going to, you're going to, you know, get 80% of a biz of an agent's business isn't realistic. Absolutely not. No way. No way. And we shouldn't bank on that. Right. Just knowing that, you know, they're going to, they might not, they might only want to close a certain amount of, you know, deals per year. They might be part-time agents, right. They may not do a lot of transactions. So, um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people are like, check the MTA or MMI. I'll be honest. I don't ever check my number. I don't ever check like the agent's numbers or where their rankings are at. I, I really don't. Um, it's kind of like if I like them, they like me and I could picture myself hanging out with them, right? Having a cocktail or whatever. And yeah. they're just fun. I love people that are fun and want to have a good time that are positive. And if we mesh well, then we're going to work together. Speaking of MMI, that's what I sometimes do while we're talking. And uh, just to prove a point, so if you don't mind, I've pulled you up on MMI, but regarding the agent relationships on the buy side, um, yeah, um, uh, you're, like your dominant agents are Rosa, Thomas, uh, Rosalinda, yeah. Patrick, and even those aren't double digit numbers. Right. <laughs> like your big volume is, as a matter of fact, it seems to be more on the listing side. For, for List. listing agent relationships. Do you work with a lot of listing agents? I uh, not a ton, no. Carlos Martinez. Oh yeah, he's the listing agent. Yeah, he's like one of my new top agents now. 
Do you pursue listing agents? I do. Okay. I do. Um, I haven't always, but obviously being the, in the core, they teach you, right? You do your Tuesday updates, you call the listing agent, you ask for the appointment. So I'm more intentional, I would say this year than I was previous years. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, as a matter of fact, on last week on Thursday, I called about 60 listing agents. 60, six zero. Well, I called a hundred people, but 60 of them were listing agents that I closed a transaction in the last 12 months. Um, it was part of our homework. We had to call a hundred people in one day in the month of March. Wow. So I did it on March 31st and called a hundred people. And yeah, a lot of them were listing agents. What do you say? You put it off to the last day of the month? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tried on, I tried previous to that. It didn't happen. I got to like yeah. 50, I get you it. know, yeah. I just couldn't get to a hundred but I was here from 8 a.m. to 8.45 p.m. For over 12 hours, it took me to call 100 people, but it was probably the best thing I've ever done. What came out of that? Man, a lot. Um, So I booked about seven appointments, Mm -hmm. but from, so that was for listing agents. And from those voicemails that I left, I am continuing to get, emails. Hey, I got your email. I would love to meet, or, Hey, I got your email about some programs you have. I'm sending a client your way. Um, I then called, uh, past clients and I, it was kind of towards the evening when I started calling those left a ton of voicemails, letting people know equity is high rates are on the rise. Great time to, you know, mm-hmm. cash out debt consolidation, things like that. And I got eight people, uh, email texts, call back, wanting to numbers on a cash out refinance. And that's all in one day. So that was, an, that was definitely an eye opener. So to be clear, um, back to the hundred calls to the listing agents, you, did you say you, do you know how many you actually spoke with? Oh man, I, um, there was a, a lot of people answering um, before five o'clock. I had a ton of conversations, which is why I needed to stay a little later. Yeah. Um, but God, I want to say I called about 60 listing agents and I probably talked to, I want to say about 40%. Okay. Answered. So, so do the math. That's 24, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, and you got seven appointments? Yep. That's really good. Yeah. And it was an easy script. <laughs> what was the script? Uh, basically I said, um, you know, hi, Nancy, it's Melissa with Guild Mortgage. You and I closed a transaction on 123 Main Street. I was the lender. You were the listing agent. We had a great transaction. Um, I'm calling to let you know that we are doing things differently on our team. Um, we have an internal bridge loan program where your clients can buy first, sell after. Uh, we also educate our clients on how to do appraisal gap strategies to, um, help clients feel comfortable going over appraised value or waiving appraisal. And we have a cash buyer program coming out in the next 30 days. Would you like, if you like more information, I'd love to, you know, meet for coffee or get on a zoom call. That was my script. It worked like butter. (laughs) I was super shocked because obviously you're always hesitant to, to call the listing agents because it's been a while. Um, so, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. I told my team just 
lock me in my office and get me on the phone. I, I, you know, when you have a team, you, you, you start to find out like what you are good at and what you enjoy doing. And I feel I'm at that point where it's like, I just love talking to people, love helping people, love educating. Um, and then, but I don't like doing the paperwork, right. I don't want to follow up on financials. I don't want to figure out, you know, I I love numbers, but I don't want to be reviewing financials. It's not where I want to spend my day. I just, I love meeting new realtors, getting to know people, uh, making friends. Um, I'm very close to a lot of my agents. So just making those connections is where I think I thrive. And that's where, um, my time is best used. So your disc profile probably is very high on the eye. You know, it's funny. It's definitely changed, but yes, I'm an IS. Okay. All right. Yeah. But I'm, you- pretty, I'm very consistent, very consistent, hardworking. Um, D mode when you need to and turn it on. When I need to. Yes. Now that I have a team, I have a little bit more of a higher D, yeah. but when I was on a team, like when I was on Todd Booksman's team, I had no D. It was very, very little. So. Now you have to, because you're, yeah, yep. you're in the driver's seat. Yep. <laughs> I love that strategy because first of all, it's so simple. Oh, um, do you do anything with video when it comes to, you know, outbound, reaching out, that kind of strategy? I do. So um, as far as video, I have a videographer. I don't do any of my videos. I don't edit, um, crop, nothing, right? I have a videographer He comes every Tuesday for an hour. We knock out seven to eight videos. Um, If I'm at a place where I don't have anything prepped, um, then I'll come up with, you know, we'll come up with some templates or scripts. He'll put it in his teleprompter and I just read off the script and there we go. And I have a bunch of videos. So now I've got, I probably have over a hundred videos in my library now just because I've been doing that consistently every week uh, for the last, gosh, it's been about seven months now. Um, So those videos then go on social media. They go on YouTube. They go on HomeBot. Um, So, so that's, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing with the whole video. I'm new to it. And if you would have asked me last July, when I started with my videographer, if I would have done video, Never like if believe it or not, I'm super shy. I am super shy. And I used to watch all these people doing videos on social media. And I thought I can never do that. Like no way I would not even know what to say. So I've come a long way. Um, but it's definitely gotten me out of my comfort zone. So I think the things that you fear the most, you just got to like dive in, right? right. Just got to go all in. But your primary social platform is Instagram. It is Instagram. Yes. Where you hang out and all that, right? Yep. That's kind of where, you know, I get, um, I make connections with realtors and, um, starting to get leads from it. And yeah, it's kind of just where I stay in touch with, you know, my friends and all that good stuff. I've, I, I do a little bit of TikTok, Um, not a ton. It's kind of like, I, I want to go all in on TikTok, but it's, it, it's hard to keep consistent on all platforms. Right. You know, so um, I did close my first TikTok deal in January. Whoa, whoa, so. whoa, whoa. We can't skim over this. Wait a minute. You got a transaction off of TikTok? Oh, yeah. Okay. Tell me about that. So 
I don't post a ton on TikTok. If you go on there, maybe I've got like 20 videos. Um, but I did this one video with my husband that was, they were payment scenarios, um, like conventional versus FHA. Mm -hmm. This one gal in Washington saw my video. She wanted to move to Arizona. She gives me a call. She's like, this is so embarrassing, but I found you on TikTok and I love your videos. And so I asked her like, what did you like about the videos? And she pointed out that specific video. And if you go on my TikTok, you will notice that the ones I have gotten the most views, like over 200,000 views are the ones where I say, what's my payment on a $400,000 home or a $500,000 home. Those are the ones that have the most views. So it, it. it's yeah. interesting, you know, that that's what people want to know. <laughs> the one, um, I'm not sure which one it is that you got the deal. Is it the, how much does a 300 K home cost? Is that the one? Yes. Is the juicy, uh, my husband and I Yeah, side by side. Yes. Yep. Okay. So first of all, quit downplaying your TikTok presence. First, you've got 5,000 followers and you've got videos that have gotten thousands of views. I mean, yeah, yeah. hello. <laughs> like a lot of people listening right now are like, shit, how do I do TikTok? I really, yeah. you know what I mean? But what I love is now, I'm going to put links to your TikTok if it's okay in the show. Absolutely. Notes. Yes. Yep. What I'm seeing is this, is, is that I see a pattern of who is actually getting deals off of social media and it's the type of videos that you're doing. Right. I think of BJ on Instagram, who's doing that. I think of um, Nim, who's doing that with his educational videos. Yeah. And it's all problem solving, scenario related, like how much down, how much does yep. this suck, payments. Yeah. That's what people want to know. That's what they want to know. And that, and I, now I know that, and I just need to do more of that. Right. We need to give people what they want. And that's, they want to know what their payment is. They want education. Um, and they will go to TikTok, believe it or not. And I've gotten calls off of it. And it, believe it or not, you, you know, when you think of TikTok, you think like, oh, that's for teenagers. That's what I thought. And my videographer, he's like, just, you need to get on TikTok. And I went in and I closed the deal in January and it turned out amazing. That client didn't have a realtor. So I was able to give that client to one of my top agents. How, um, okay. So back to the situation with uh, the client. So she messages you and then you move that to what? A phone call or something else or? Yeah. So just move that. Yeah. She actually called me. It was a phone call got her qualified. Um, she flew out from Washington, her and her husband to meet me here in my office. And, um, we just kind of figured out what they needed to do to get pre-approved to buy a primary home in Arizona. Right. Obviously they needed to get a job here. So they came here, got a job, stayed in an Airbnb for 60 days, got under contract and they closed. So we made it happen. And your batch filming, this is part of your batch filming, the, the TikToks. Yep. And your, yep. editors, your editors putting the captions and all that stuff. Yeah, they're doing everything. I So I've got a videographer and I've got a social media manager. Um, she manages all of my social media. I rarely go on to, I mean, obviously in the evening when I get home and I have a little bit more time, I can go in there and reply to my messages and stuff like that. But during the day, I'm just focused on, you know, my calendar and yeah, she does everything else. Um, calendar. I want to talk about that, but, um, 
just want to stress a point, even though you're outsourcing or delegating the production, meaning recording, editing, right? All that kind right. of stuff, which is a smart play if you have the budget to do it, because yeah. that allows you to focus on um, your core activities, no pun intended to the core people. But all right, so you mentioned your calendar. I love yes. when he brings up the, how religious are you about it? Or how do you, you're coming out of book span. So are you using wind by noon? <laughs> I want to put it on the spot there in case Todd's listening. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, so when I left Todd's team, he had just started the wind by noon. Okay. Um, so I never, I mean, I obviously used it when I was on his team, but then once I left, I just, um, I've always used my calendar but I've never been really on purpose about my calendar. You think a calendar, you think it's like, oh, that's simple, right? But it's it's not. Um, you got to make sure you have your reoccurring events, your reoccurring theme days, which is one thing you know I learned from Todd in the core. Um, you have theme days, and you got to plug those in, and you got to color coordinate all of the you know your green time. That's your money making activities, right? And so that should be reoccurring every week. Um, if you're meeting with an agent, you know that's going to be a different color. If you're going to have a lunch and learn, so every every um, every appointment or event has a different color. And I have a, a lady, her name's Gina, who I love. She's our branch. She runs our whole branch. We call her like mom, but she worked for Robin Lavasser, who's like one of the top loan officers in Oregon. Um, and she was her right hand for seven years. And so Gina brings a lot to us here in our branch. And she just sat down with me and just taught me all about the calendar and how to get organized. And so now I just, I have my calendar printed like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Um, so every morning I have my calendar right here in front of me and I just do what my calendar tells me to do. That's it. It's simple. I don't even think about it. When do you build it out? Night before, week before, what? Week before. So um, we'll meet on Fridays and then I'll look at it at a glance, right? Make sure that I've got four to five agents I'm meeting face-to-face -face with or breaking bread, you know, the week, the, the week um, after. Okay. Yeah. Love, love that. Let's deal with the question then I'm sure you've heard, um, which is, uh, you know, when I've talked to people about time blocking and calendaring before, what they, what they throw back at me usually is, you know, well, what if something happens during the day or a blow up or this or that, you know what I mean? Am I supposed to not take that realtor call? How do you address that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think at every loan officers have, you know, we're, we go in stages depending our, on our experience or the amount of people on our team. So at one point, yes, when I was just a solo loan officer, nobody on my team, I had to deal with that. Right. right. So um, it was very difficult, but now that I've grown and I don't have a large team, it's just three people on my team. Um, now I've delegated that. So I've been learning a lot about delegation because that was probably my weakness mm -hmm. is I wanted to just do it all. I'll figure it out. I can handle it. I can do this better, yeah. but now I just learned to delegate it to my team. So my team already knows that, First processor comes with an issue. It goes to Brendan on my team, right? He has to problem solve and try to figure out a couple solutions. If he can't, then he'll go to our team manager, which is my husband. Um, if they both cannot figure it out, 
then they're letting me know, Hey, we need to sit down and talk about an issue we're having. How does that work structure with, you know, realtors? Are you coaching them, mapping out, Hey, here's how my team works. So they don't like, you know, bug the hell out of you. I'm working on it. Um, so I am, and I'm just being honest, right? So the one thing, um, now that I'm very calendar beast, I'm either on a call, I'm in an appointment, I'm hosting a class. Um, so now it's just like back to back meetings. I don't have a lot of white space on my calendar. Um, so the struggle has been that I have my cell phone, right? And people are calling my cell phone. So now what we've done is I have a team line through Grasshopper. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, you know, teaching the agents to, hey, if you can't reach me, call my team, right? They'll answer the phone, answer any questions you have. And if they can't, then I can always give you a call back. So that's kind of what we're working on right now is all of our systems and processes and stuff like that. So it's just educating the agents and letting them know that, hey, I might not be the fastest one to answer you. My team can answer, but if they can't, then you know I'll definitely give you a call back. So Grasshopper using that for call forwarding? I am using Grasshopper. Um, it's a separate phone line. Right. So I have a team line. So like on my signature. Yes. Pick up. Oh, I see. Yep. It'll yeah. like, like rotate out and somebody will get that. that yes. Okay. Got it. Got yes. It. Yep. Yeah. So systems processes is like that literally 2022 is all about dialing in our systems and our processes and trying to automate as much as we as much as we can, right? Other than, of course, like the calling, stuff yeah. like that. But okay. yeah, working on a lot of automation. That's good. All right. You mentioned classes. Of course, that got my attention. Tell me how you do classes. Classes. Um, so doing um, a lot, I did was doing a lot of Zoom classes. Mm -hmm. Now I'm kind of moving towards Zoom and in-person, so hybrid classes. And um so that's just kind of, that's how I'm able to stay relevant. I'm able to stay in front of agents, meet new agents. Um, we just did an awesome Google business uh, profile with a teacher. We just brought a teacher in. He taught on Zoom. And so we had about, gosh, how many people did we have? Maybe about 15 people on Zoom. And then I had six people in person. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of what I'm doing with classes right now is I'm just going to go hybrid. I know a lot of people still want to do the Zoom. Some people want to do the face-to-face. -face. They want to come into the office. Yeah. And um, But yeah, it's worked out pretty well. When you, in person, do you host them at your office? I do. Yes, we have a conference room. Interesting. How often yeah. do you agent classes? Um, I would say about once a month we're doing agent classes. Mm -hmm. I want to bump that up to twice a month, do a couple lunch and learns every month. So that's actually what I'm working on. I'm going to put it on the calendar and then just, you know, make sure it's on there. It's set to go. And I just, you know, need to make sure that my team kind of helps me execute that, the marketing. A lot of times I'll partner with the title company and they'll do a lot of the marketing and the flyers. Yeah. Um, however, I did see that you do, you teach about, agent classes, right? You yes. teach loan officers how to teach agent classes. So I bought your program and uh, looking forward to learning a little bit more on how I can teach my own classes. Well, I thank you. Uh, we're honored to have you in. We, we've got to schedule your one-on-one -on -one call then. And this yes. is <laughs> yeah, I love it. So I signed up and you sent me a video text message. 
Yes, I did. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Leveraging technology. I'm trying Lever- to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that you do that. And it's so funny because, you know, back to Derek, right? The, the, the core coach, you know, I mean, I just find that there's, you, there's patterns. And that's why I asked the questions I do. And by the way, thank you for going through this interrogation with me. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it feels like that, but I'm really trying to bring to the surface when somebody looks at somebody who's a top 1% originator, it's like, what do they do? Folks, if you've been around here long enough, you've heard the conversations, have you noticed there's some things that you guys and gals do repeatedly yep. over and over and over again, right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's simple, you know, like even in the core, it's so simple what we do and what they teach. It's not rocket science. It's just it's the accountability, right? right? And obviously the masterminding and thinking outside the box and how to differentiate yourself from other loan officers, um, using technology, high tech, high touch, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, you know, I think we all speak the same language, right? But coaching is like, I realized that most successful realtors or loan officers, most of them have a coach to -hmm. keep them accountability, you know, accountable. Accountability is huge. I mean, I think, you know, I have a personal trainer. Otherwise I probably wouldn't, I'd make excuses, you know, about going to the gym, but I have a personal trainer. I have a Gina who is our branch admin. She keeps me accountable. If I'm late one minute, I have to put a hundred dollars in a jar. If I, you know, am late on my homework for the core, swipe $100 on my credit card. So all those things keep me accountable. And if somebody doesn't have a coach, I think just finding an accountability partner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think everyone needs that, right? We're not perfect. No. I wasn't born this way, you know, so. 100%. And when you're alone and in those, those moments of weakness, which we all have, yep. you're going to take a nap. Exactly. Exactly. Get on social for 30 and then take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just following a system. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. Right. And you know, it's like, I've got my theme days. And if I just follow that in my calendar, you know, it's, it's, it's simple, but it is, it's very hard to do. Right. Okay. So uh, this has been great. And so I guess to close it out, um, I usually kind of like to ask the question around what, what are you focused on for this year or what's one big thing you're trying to implement? You mentioned systems. Would that yes. be what you'd say? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say systems are, are huge for us right now. Mm-hmm. Systems across the board or any specific, you're talking about your customer experience, your, your loan workflow. Um, well, yes, definitely our team workflow is one thing we're focused on. We use, uh, we have a CRM, it's Salesforce. A lot of people Junker. use Salesforce, um, but not, so it's just the fact of like making sure you put in your notes because you're not going to remember the conversation you had with that lead. You think you will, but you won't. So it's just making sure you put your notes in, you we are able to click a button and it updates the agent, sends them an email automatically with the notes. Um, so that's one piece of it. But one system that I am loving right now, and I think every loan officer needs to have this, um, is outreach. It's a campaign. I don't know if you've heard of outreach. I think so. It's integrated with Salesforce. Um, it's kind of like an add-on and, or a plugin and basically outreach is a campaign. 
So I can build out as many campaigns as I want. For example, I've been right now I'm focused on meeting new realtors, right? To bring up my purchase business. So when I meet with a new realtor, I have a new realtor campaign already built out. And, you know, so every week they'll get a video or a text or a call or cookies. It's all built out. Again, I don't need to think about it. Obviously, when it's time for me to call that week, I'm going to pick up the phone and call. But um, I don't send out the email. It just goes out automatically. Once you build the campaigns, take some time. But once you build them, it's like set it and forget it. Um, That's interesting. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, thank you. I'll have to uh, check that out later. I have not heard of that. It is a game changer. One of the core coaches talked about it. Um, and we have access to it here at guild and uh, yeah, so that's one thing I've, I've been doing or working on a lot is different campaigns. If someone, uh, doesn't have a qualifying credit score, they go into a credit plan campaign. If someone just closed on their home, right. They go into like a first payment kind of thing. It'll remind them their first payment loan out anniversary, um, past client campaigns, all sorts of anything you can think of, you can create a campaign around. And that connects into your sales force? Yep. Okay. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. So I'd say that's probably the biggest system that I am working on right now is just leveraging these, um, you know, yeah. these systems, right? And obviously, the one thing I didn't mention about going back to Instagram really quick yeah. is... The one thing I love about Instagram and combining that with meeting new agents is, you know, back in the day, you had to pick up the phone and do some cold calling, right? They didn't know who you were. You could tell them, hey, I'm, you know, 1% top loan officer. They don't, they don't know you. There's no trust factor there. But I, I am leveraging Instagram, right? Because I have a presence there now. And a lot of realtors follow me. So what I'm doing is reaching out through just private messaging them on Instagram and just reaching out. And if I like their Instagram, I like what they're doing. I let them know that. And I just let them know, Hey, I'd love to connect, meet with, you know, some realtors in my area. Let's meet up for coffee. And yeah. that is how I book appointments with new realtors. How is there a period of, are you trying to be conscious or aware of time before you go for the ask? Or are you just like in whatever, man, Hey, I like your content. Boom. We should grab coffee. So every Friday we look at my Instagram, we look at all the agents that are following me. And if I like their content, looks like somebody that, you know, we, sure. we might have some commonality. I'll send them a message and, you know, I would say about 60% set say yes to having a meeting with me. And that's how I book them on my calendar. That's it. I don't do any cold calling. Obviously now I'm, you know, going after listing agents heavily. Um, but I would say for the past 90 days, that's kind of what I've been doing is I feel like I found a system now, like this is how I can meet new agents. And I've got some credibility because they follow me. They see my videos. I'm in front of them you know, that kind of thing. So that has been a huge game changer as well for my business. That's brilliant. 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 Yeah. Uh, 
Love it. Great strategy. Okay. So we are officially out of time and you've been very gracious with your time. This I've learned a ton and I'm confident <laughs> everybody listening. I mean, seriously, it's like, makes me want to go originate again and just like <laughs> follow you. That's the recipe for success right here. <laughs> Come join my team, Jeff. <laughs> sure. I'll move to Arizona. we close to mom, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, all right. So what's the best, obviously it's Instagram for people to connect with you, right? Yes. yes. And what's, for the listeners right now, what's your Instagram handle? It's at Home Loans with Melissa. At Home Loans with Melissa. We'll put it in the show notes and other links and stuff like to, to your TikTok for sure, which by the yes. way, let me, let me just pull that up real quick. Uh, that's Home Loans with Melissa as well. Yes. Good job on the branding consistency there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, none of this like surfer girl one, two, three or whatever. Right? <laughs> no, none of that. None of that. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't say thank you enough. And obviously I'm looking forward to working with you in our agent class membership. And uh, I want to say I'm grateful for your time today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Listeners, you know what to do. If you like this episode, hey, leave us a review and make sure you check the show notes. Go follow Melissa online and uh, we'll see you on the next one, guys. Bye for awesome. now. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you like this episode, please leave us a review. That helps us reach more people and bring more good value and content to you, our listeners. And then don't forget, if you are a loan officer who wants more agent referrals in less time, be sure to check out the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership at mortgagemarketing.pro and learn more about our turnkey system of agent classes that puts you front and center of your local real estate agents, attracting agents instead of chasing them, and getting agent referrals like clockwork every single month, just like Carrie Cobb, who her first year in the business with closing over 75 loans, achieved 40% of those 75 loans exclusively from agent classes. And if you want to learn how she did it and how you can do it too, once again, go to mortgagemarketing.pro and I'll see you over there. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents, butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call, we'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. 
Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.